Hey, welcome to the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. This one's going to be a little bit different because <laughs> this is the second go at this episode. Uh, Justin and I recorded this one, and then thanks to technology, uh, we lost Justin's half of the episode. Sorry, I went a little Rick Sanchez on you there you know, with, that, with, with that belch right in the middle of when I was talking morty just 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 hop through the portal we gotta go on a, a quick mission um yeah so basically um because of just the way our schedules work out uh <laughs> we're gonna have some trouble getting back around to recording this one again and actually the easier option is for me to just do a, a quick rundown of this episode by myself and then justin and i can meet back up uh, for the next episode. Uh, so this episode is season four, episode six. The title is Sanguinarium. It's directed by Kim Manners and it was written based on a spec script from Vivian Mayhew and Valerie Mayhew. The original air date was November 10th, 1996. Now, when I talk about spec scripts, uh, the X-Files had its own writer's room, a fairly big writer's room. We've talked about a lot of the folks that have written episodes for this show, but once in a while they had to pad out their season by taking spec scripts, and this was one of those. So they got it from freelance writers, uh, sisters Vivian and Valerie Mayhew. Uh, they had never written a one hour network program before, and it shows a little bit in this episode, spoiler alert, but they went on to write uh, several episodes of Charmed. So. <clears throat> They kind of based everything in this around uh, some witchcraft and whatnot, and so they picked up the spec script, and Chris Carter and the show's staff reworked it into a teleplay. Uh, Carter focused much of the plot on themes of greed and vanity, and then executive producer Howard Gordon created uh, a lot of the graphic scenes that appear in this episode, and because it's graphic, uh, kind of like the episode Home, Fox standards and practices were like, no, we don't like this. And Chris Carter had to go, well, guess what? Uh, you're going to take it as is. He went to bat for them and they stayed in the episode. So that uh, is kind of where this episode comes from. Oh, excuse me. Gross allergy season. I don't mind to be doing this or don't don't mind. Don't mean to be doing this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this uh, this is set in a hospital in Winnetaka, 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 it's near Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> um, it is uh, a, a plastic surgery ward at this hospital, and we meet uh, Dr. Harrison Lloyd, who is scrubbing up for a surgery, 
and his nurse Rebecca Waite comes in and is like hey you know your your patient's already for the liposuction and he's like great I'll be there in a minute and we find out that he's doing one of the creepiest things I personally think can be done in any sort of horror film and that's somebody doing something really normal to the point that it becomes destructive. He is scrubbing up so hard with brushes and everything that he's bleeding. And so we see Dr. Lloyd. He goes in to work on his patient and he starts performing liposuction. And he starts to perform it more and more and more violently until the fat being sucked out becomes bloody. He is now sucking up so much fat that this patient dies. Uh, but we find out not only is he killing this patient, he's not even performing surgery on the correct person, which is uh, how he gets caught because uh, nurse uh, Jones, or Jones, <laughs> that's the actress's last name, nurse Waite, she goes uh, and she catches him because she's in with the patient that is supposed to be getting the liposuction. So Mulder and Scully, they enter the scene because Joe, uh, Lloyd, Dr. Lloyd, Harrison Lloyd, he, <laughs> he claims possession <laughs> uh, because he says that he, he kind of was aware of what he was doing, but had no control over his body. And of course, Dana Scully, she is like, no, that's probably not it. Uh, how about what kind of medicines are you taking? And he says he's taking like a sleeping pill. And so Scully kind of thinks it's this sleeping pill, right? <clears throat> he says he has to take the sleeping pill because he, he has trouble falling asleep and everything, which is normally what you take a sleeping pill for. Um, and so she thinks he's making up the possession story to try to escape legal consequences, which if he actually got away with that in a court of law. I would seriously question that court of law. Uh, so Mulder, he goes to the operation room and he discovers a pentagram burned into the floor. And when I say pentagram, I mean he finds five dots on the floor and draws a connection between them in blood, making them look like a pentagram. But because there's this pentagram on the floor, he thinks it has something to do with witchcraft. Yeah, so witchcraft comes into the scene and Scully is obviously like, no, of course not. But the staff at the clinic uh, get another shock because another plastic surgery goes really wrong because uh, we see nurse Rebecca Waite. She's preparing this other lady for surgery. She's supposed to be having a, a laser skin peel. And she's putting leeches on this lady's belly. And the leeches are leaving uh, five bruises shaped like a pentagram, obviously. And uh, so we think maybe this lady has something to do with it, this nurse Rebecca Waite. But the, the doctor, Dr. Alakwa, he goes in to this lady's operating room, picks up the laser and proceeds to burn a hole straight through her cheek neck and uh of course her brainstem and so this lady dies in another really horrific way and scully interviews him <clears throat> and he says he can't he can't remember anything but he also has the sleeping pills and so Mulder he checks out the tapes 
of the second murder because the the uh, everything is filmed for surgery. And uh, he sees a pentagram-like pattern on the stomach of the victim. And also, turns out, these sleeping pills that both these doctors take contain belladonna, which is a witch herb that which is like to use in in medicines and potions and casting spells and so <laughs> now we get uh <clears throat> this whole like group meeting of doctors at the hospital who seem pretty suspicious uh they're like oh they they're going to find out what happened and yada yada they they have this whole big like we have to get the FBI out of here. They're going to find out what happened meeting around a table that has a pentagram on it. So we think uh, maybe all of these like doctors in charge maybe are now in on it. It's a little bit confusing, which is sort of the uh, theme of this episode. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty confusing. Lots of stuff going on. But uh, basically we find out that a similar series of deaths has occurred at the hospital before. They happened 10 years before. And in fact, uh, they even kind of suspect Nurse Waite, who ran away after the last murder. She, she saw it happening and she ran away. And nobody can find her. They don't know where she is. And so Mulder and Scully, they go to her house and oh, before they get there, we do see um, Nurse Waite practicing what looks like witchcraft uh, at her home. She's got candles everywhere. She has no shirt on for some reason. She's like burning hair um, in a candle. She's chanting in a language we don't understand. But uh, when Mulder and Scully get there. She's already gone, but they find all the stuff that, that looks like evil witchcraft. There's evidence that we find out has been planted in her home by somebody else. So while they're at her house, we go to Dr. Jack Franklin's house. And he gets home, and it turns out that uh, some weird shit's going down at his house. He finds words written on his, his walls in blood. And he finds his bathtub full of blood. In fact, it looks like it's been running blood right out the tap. And he gets attacked by Rebecca Waite. She jumps out of the tub full of bath. Uh, she jumps out of the bathtub full of blood. And she tries to stab him. But he gets away. He only gets like a cut. Gets away. And the, the cops show up and they're arresting her. And Mulder and Scully show up and they try to talk to her. And she says, you know, I tried to stop it. I tried to protect everyone. She basically starts to tell them what happens. And she starts throwing up pins, just hundreds and hundreds of pins. And she dies because she threw up pins, which uh, is a scene that, again, makes me cringe. But Mulder is like, oh, now there's definitely witchcraft going on because this thing where people vomit up unknown foreign objects is is like part of witchcraft so Mulder goes inside he visits Dr. Jack Franklin and he doesn't really learn anything 
But uh, so Mulder leaves because Franklin's like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And Franklin, he lays down on his bed and starts to float over it. And we're like, oh, no, this guy is the bad guy now. That's when we figure that out. So Mulder, he's going over all the evidence and he finds out that the birthdays of all of the victims match up with the dates of witches' Sabbaths, stuff like rude moss and everything. And there's a certain number of them, five, throughout the year. And the last one is Halloween. And the only person that hasn't died yet, is, uh, the, only, the only one that somebody hasn't died yet, that their birthday corresponds with one of the dates, is somebody that dies on Halloween. So they go back to the hospital because they they want to try to stop it uh, because they figured out that that's what Rebecca Waite was trying to do because she placed the pentagrams, which even though we associate them with, you know, devil, metal, metal, uh, pentagrams in witchcraft are actually protective symbols. And that's why the pentagrams were there. And it also explains why she tried to kill Dr. Franklin, because she realized that Dr. Franklin's the bad guy. And they also realize that Dr. Franklin is the bad guy because they go to his house and he has a big pentagram on the floor with the names of everybody carved around the points of the pentagram. And so that is apparently... Uh, they're like, oh shoot, one more person is going to die. we got to go back to the hospital and they do, and another patient is murdered. Actually, this is the third patient, excuse me. So they, they uh, one, two, three, four, so four people, uh, this is the third person that, need, that, that died. So the last one is Halloween, excuse me. So they, they go to the hospital, they meet Dr. Teresa Shannon, they kind of try to tell her what's going on, or they try to find out more about what's going on, because they talk about the murders that occurred 10 years ago, and Shannon is like, you know, five people were killed here, four patients, and a doctor named Clifford Cox who died of a drug overdose. Uh, and his birth date doesn't align with a Sabbath date. So Mulder gets one of his crazy Mulder ideas and is like, hey, um, this picture of this doctor, can we run this through the software that you use to show patients what they will look like? after their surgery and dr shannon says yes and so they start running this this dr cox through the software and Mulder is describing all the changes to make and finally he describes to her two final changes and she says well i can't uh, if i i could do that but those are things that aren't even medically possible. And Mulder's like, yeah, I, I, I know they're not, but can you do it in the program anyway? And she does, and surprise, surprise, we find out that uh, Dr. Franklin is a younger version of Dr. Cox. Dr. Cox didn't die. Dr. Cox committed these murders so that he could magically change his appearance because Clifford Cox was an old fella and Dr. Franklin is a less old fella. Uh, and a handsomer fella as well. And so uh, they are, uh, well, okay, so first Dr. Shannon, she discovers Dr. Franklin alone in a blood-spattered operating room. 
because he is getting ready to do his transformation. And he uses witchcraft and he does something to her, which we find out is he teleports uh, a bunch of surgical tools into her intestines. But she, 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 you know, she drops to the floor because she's bleeding internally. She has to be rushed off to surgery and she survives. But elsewhere in the hospital, another patient uh, dies again. Right at the last minute, as Dr. Franklin is performing a ritual to make him appear younger, he carves off the face that he had and escapes. And so all of these murders are something to do with his quest to uh, obtain eternal youth and always look good and always look young. And Mulder and Scully fail, and Dr. Franklin uh, escapes and applies to uh, another position at another hospital under a different name. And that's it, man. That is uh, a brief rundown of Sanguinarium. Uh, Justin's final thoughts on the Oh, I totally skipped over the most gruesome death in this episode of the guy pouring the acid over a woman's face. That was the patient uh, that was number four. That was the fourth murder, I believe. I, I can't quite get the... Uh, it, it was a great makeup effect. It was really gross. It was uh, a pretty terrible on-screen death to, to have that happen. Um, Justin wasn't super impressed with this episode. He was like, it's, it's really mixed up. Uh, the gore effects, he said, were really good. But ultimately, it, it's not like a strong episode. So he gave it, uh, I believe, a C when we when when we recorded. Um, I remembered a lot of the the gore and magic episode uh, parts of this episode, and I had kind of forgotten that it is as convoluted as it is. Where like first you suspect the nurse, then you suspect maybe the entire hospital staff, and then that kind of thing uh, kind of slogs a little bit in the middle and gets a little confusing. And the stuff with the, the, the birth dates and everything where Mulder just happens to notice is, is kind of, um, eh, it's, it's not great. So, but I still don't hate this episode. I don't think it's terrible for me. It's like a B minus. So those are, are kind of, grades on this episode where we stand the next episode i promise is is much much better it is musings of a cigarette smoking man so that is your homework for next time later the fbi's most unwanted is a production of two broke geeks entertainment and is part of the atomic geekdom network Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks.